This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. And welcome back, China daters, for this week's episode. So, comedy. <laughs> I'm just ad libbing now. Beijing comedians Donny Fan and Kay Gamit join us this week and add their comedic lens to relationships and dating in China. They share some stories of their own forays in dating, talk about their comedy styles, and share how being a comedian has impacted their social life in Beijing. So these two comedians are based in Beijing, but have performed in shows across China in cities such as Wuhan, Changsha, Ningbo, Nanjing, and more. They also have an exciting upcoming project coming up with a major streaming platform where they will produce six English comedy headline shows for online distribution. Welcome, Kay and Donny. Hello, hello, hello. It's great to be here.、Yeah. Is that your version of like English Putonghua? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. That yeah. Was, what a great intro. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Well, thank you for、know. joining. I don't know if it was a good intro. You know what we need? <laughs> what、this、do we a, need? We need. A, this is the perfect segue. We need somebody who could give us a real good intro into this episode. <laughs> who could really sell it? If if we had somebody on the show. If only. Yeah. If only. In a world where only two comedians showed up to the podcast. Then we be here. Then we be. I didn't script this. Just, just let it happen. Let it happen naturally. Please welcome to the podcast. I usually say stage. Donny Fan, our resident weirdo. <laughs> the, the look he gave me. And Kay Gambit, the most awesome dude who ever existed. Let's go. That was very PG. It was PG. That was super PG. Fuck you. There you go. That's <laughs> so. We need, more, we, we need a few more fuck shits and buggers on、yeah. this、uh, show. So 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 go go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> not straight away. Not on demand. <laughs> I, I, was demand. Demand. I was like, no, what do you want? What do you want him to do? You just looked at him like. He looked at Donnie and went, "Go crazy." Donnie's <laughs> like, "What? Why? What do you want me to do?" Dance, monkey, dance. You'll be. So okay, to start the show.、Um, yeah. Why don't you、uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves,、um, where you're from, and your relationship status, if you want to get that intimate straight away. And、um, uh, what's?、Uh, I mean, we've set it up for the comedy, but what what do you do here in?、Uh... Uh, so I, I'm Donny Fan. I've been in China since、uh, 2015. I'm a writer, director, producer, comedian,、uh, anything、um, that's kind of in the artistic foray. I try to、uh, get involved with. He doesn't paint, though. I don't paint.、Uh, I do a little bit of photography, but it's been it's been a while.、Um, what do you What do you take photos of? Naked ladies, usually. <laughs> Oh wow! He nodded. In, wow! Oh, okay. Genuinely. Oh, I was, ex- oh. I was expecting that. 
Already shocking. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Wow. Uh, and when, and, and uh, when do you tell them you're taking the photographs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Usually uh, after the... No, I can't say uh, that. I was going to make it... No, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> I've been a nude model uh, in mainland and in, and in Hong Kong before as well. So I... I uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, oh have, have you also done shibari before? That's what the ropes. That's not all. No. Oh, like no. some people oh, do photographs with. Me. Oh, uh, but <laughs> like it's not, I've never done a tribal like <laughs> cultural appropriation before. Oh, that's the rope thing. It's no, a, it's no. the rope thing. No, I stay away from like the bntai. I stay away okay. from. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Um, it's not just, your thing. It's, it's not my thing. Yeah. Okay. Fair so enough. Uh, I've never been strung up on ropes. I've never strung people up on ropes uh, except for when I was like 15 and in a closet. But uh, oh. that, you know, was oh, dark. <laughs> no shits and boogers, but suicide, lots of it. Uh, I got serious, <laughs> no, I'm real kidding, deep. I'm kidding. I guess. <laughs> wow, that was. We I scared you guys. What a oh roller coaster! You're supposed to be talking about your fucking jobs, man. This is okay, the first so, five minutes. Oh my damn. god. <laughs> We can. I, I say I'm going to edit this, but it's all staying in. So you, well, I, I interrupted <laughs> at photographs, and then and then you said oh. you were going to carry on and, and say more. Yes. Yeah, so um, what a oh god. So where yeah, the great speaking, great English. Uh, you guys have been here long enough to realize like your English is shit now, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You I just can't forget. speak. Yeah. Um, so I, I do all. I, I try to do like involve myself in as much of the arts as I as I can. Uh, but I primarily write. Uh, before comedy, uh, it was I did a, a big theater production last year called uh, Medea uh, that was at uh, Theater 77. Uh, I was the director and the, the primary screenwriter of that. Um, and uh, my status, I'm, I'm single and... Uh, Ready to mingle. I wish. That's, that's <laughs> the thing. We're going to talk about dating a little bit uh, later. Um, I'm single and I'm frustrated and it's, it's a struggle, but I don't really see a, a, a good end story to it. I'm probably single and unavailable, but not because I want to be, but kind of have to be. Oh. Ooh, for the for the artistic suffering to, to Yes, to get... absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My my whole life is a dedication to emo. I was born in 1990 and I grew up doing the whole emo phase and I never let that go. So, as long as I keep that that pain on my my heart on my sleeves, uh, I get to produce good content. That makes well, sense though. It's what yeah. inspires you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, if I was if I was in a relationship, I've thought about this. I've like preeminently written content for jokes of like if I was in a relationship, Ooh. what kind of jokes would I write? And they're terrible. <laughs> they're just not good at all. So <laughs> it's like, oh, the, the bad dating is what people want to hear. Isn't that a thing uh, that some comedians have talked about? Like once they're in a relationship and too happy, like it feels like all the funny, interesting things. Or is that kind of a cliche? No, Do you it, feel like it's true? I, I think it's true. And then the, the comedians are like, oh, fuck, I have like three years where I don't know what to do. And then they have a kid and then they've got like a, a lifelong, you know, list of content. Like Jim Gaffigan, he keeps having kids. He's had like nine kids so that he can just keep writing jokes. Kev Hart did it And too. that's true. Well, he cheats, so that's, you know. <laughs> More content. <laughs> More it's content, okay. exactly. Yeah, just wait nine months. Excellent. Oh. <laughs> nice. So, guest number two. Hello, sir. All right, hello. Uh, I'm Kay Gambit. Top naked modeling. I, I've never done topless naked modeling. Um, I am a voice actor. Um, I'm a writer and a comedian. And um, in my heyday, I was a musician. Now I just do it for fun. Uh, at the moment, I'm mostly doing comedy. 
um, and voice acting. I do a lot of the um, major movies in China. Our TV screen was on and an yeah. ad popped up and he was like, hey, I was in that movie. Yeah, and Moon Man popped up and I'm like, hey, I did that movie. <laughs> that happens to me. He was the moon. I was not the moon. I was not the moon. I, I was not the moon. That'd be great, though. You're, it's, like, it's like, you know, the Teletubbies where they have the, the yeah, sun. The, the baby. It's a baby. I'd be like, I'd be like I'm the moon. <laughs> I know the idiot. Yeah, I, 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 never, I never did the moon. <laughs> I did a human character. Uh, yeah, um, I am. I'm also a writer. I, I have a novel coming out. Ooh, uh, next week. Um, Excellent! Yeah. Wow, tell us about that. Um, it's a alternate history um, a drama thriller where Hitler won. <laughs> no, no. It's based on the Civil War. Um, it's called We Angry Few, and uh, oh. it'll be on Amazon and. Um, other platforms like that but yeah it, it, it's a wild ride wow i need to pick your brains on that because recently we've discovered uh, well Civil we were doing War. some research into erotica oh nice and uh we discovered just I used how to much date her. <laughs> 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 we, we discovered how much money is made for erotic literature it's we, insane. We have both dubbed werewolf porn. We've both done no. werewolf porn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've both that, dubbed that so werewolf porn. Today on LinkedIn, I saw an advert for um, uh, werewolf and um, yeah, romance man. novel writers, an advert. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it right now. I quit. Right now, oh I, I, I couldn't like, do it. share a paragraph yeah, if I you have, guys wanted that. Oh my gosh, yeah, can you do a reading later? He's, oh still, my. he's still doing it. I got genuine PTSD from it. What was it? Why? Well, I mean, because I played a I played a character. He was he was in his forties, fully tattered up. He's the the werewolf lord, right? He's okay. the leader. He's a billionaire who is an entrepreneur. They're always billionaires. I'm always always. Always. with the werewolf always. hierarchy. I love the trope like of the, them. There's like the alpha, 50, omega. Yeah, it's like the Fifty you know, Shades of Grey nonsense. Okay. So, so the alpha yeah. king. The Alpha King's like the king of the alphas. Yeah. So I was basically Dorian Gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you were werewolf I was basically Dorian, Dorian Gray. Gray if he was a werewolf, right? Okay, but gotcha. fully tattered up. And he <laughs> he gets involved with a and with a 14-year-old no. alpha werewolf child. Mm. And um is it, is it like a twilight page. thing where they imprint it's, it's on each other? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Like they 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 straight he he murders a bunch of people because they walk in on his girlfriend, who, <laughs> by the way, is underage. Yeah. Walk, she's naked when they walk in and they see her naked. He murders them all. But the bullshit. And then, no, 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 the bullshit is the next week they have a ritual where everyone gets naked yeah. and does a werewolf run through the forest. He's like, dude, you just murdered a bunch of people for seeing your girlfriend naked. And then the next week you're like, all right, get naked in front of everyone. Everybody Let's go and run. Like, choose your lane, bro. Every yeah. time the werewolves change, they get naked, so they'll be like wearing so like a see suit each other and naked either way. And then they get they turn through or whatever, and then whenever they come out, they're all naked. And then the dialogue is literally every single time that happens, the dialogue is like, "I had to hide my shame from his eyes." Oh my god! Yeah, it's like, 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 bitch, you just showed you, you just showed everyone your tits. All they had to do was look. It sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. And every single book is exactly the same. 
Excellent. Same story. It, it sounds terrible. The the dialogue is so poor. I'm sorry for saying tits, lot, by the way. It's very derogative. They're all I'm like ESL writers. Nobody's a native English speaker writing these stories, which is why I wanted to start no, they writing are. one. They are. And they're not. That they're, 30 they're year old not. virgin. No, they're virgins they're, from fucking they're America. Have never speakers. seen. It. They don't know how to write. They, they're not native English speakers. They're terrible. But. but I've 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 done this on stage once, um, but this is true. Like it is so bad, and I was I, I remember the first book I was working on, oh. and I was reading, and she's just like, "I love him, I love him, I love him." Like, oh my god, this is terrible. And then I'm just like, I'm just recording. So we just r- record for the male parts. Yeah. We don't record for the female parts. Yeah. So we, we don't counter, know what's happening. Oh, okay. There will be like big like planks in like spaces between like what's going on and my character at one point was like you know darling i love you so much and then it ended and i was like oh god i'm so tired of this and i got like eight pages later before i speak again and i'm like darling don't jump out the window you can't you can't <laughs> yeah. I, I, what do you need me to do wow so you have a choice at that point. you have a choice either go back and read this terrible script to see where you are at the moment or just say fuck it and just keep reading it's oh, so bad see. but i gotta tell you i was like why the fuck is she about to jump out the window? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're invested. So I, I went back. I hated it so read. much, but I saw it. And I'm like, I gotta go back. And I'm, I'm just reading. And it's just like just all really pathetic know. poetry that this woman, like oh girl's God. writing. And I'm like, where, where did this come from? She's a poet? And I went back to chapter one and I read the entire fucking story. Oh my God, and man. I was hooked. You cr- I was oh my hooked God. and I was like, oh my God, Twilight, I get it. I have PTSD <laughs> just from reading my parts. I would never go back. Oh my God. But yeah, anyway, go go, go and buy We Angry Few, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Kate Gambit werewolf porn It's novel. not werewolf porn. We're going to hear me. some of that later. That Excellent. sounds very exciting. Yeah, and I like how like the, you mentioned, you made an emphasis on like they get uh, they get naked as in like there's none of this like te- they obviously they don't just shop at Uniqlo they they, they have <laughs> some nice clothes yeah. where they don't want to get it ruined and they're like no the- I'll just n- fold them neatly over there and oh, then no, they, those things I get learn brand names when I do this stuff like that I've never heard of there's oh. just like car names I'm mine like, never had brand names in it. it all the time it happens and I'm like what is this thing and I google it and it's I just car like names billionaire in clothing yeah. I like Bentley, uh, Bentley and Rolls Royce, but everything in mind. Like, but oh, yeah. he showed up in his Maserati and like yeah, yeah, my had a Maserati like, in yeah. it as well. And they all have Maseratis. It's the same. It, I, I swear to God, it's the same. But like they run faster like than the Maserati. It's, it's, <laughs> did I say Maserati? They run faster than the fucking cars. It's just a bunch like, of women who who just just fantasize about like fucking a werewolf. <laughs> They've seen True wow. Blood one too many times, and they're like, like "Damn, I want, I really want to fuck a werewolf." This let me write. Great. Let me write a shit story about it. I know we need to. Change the title of this podcast to oh, Werewolf yeah. we Pornography. To <laughs> I don't my, know what the next thing is. My mind is gone blank. My mind is gone blank. I'm getting we are I'm getting shell shock for my I love of it. This stuff, and, and we're all on our first drink too. So oh God. it's just gonna uh, descend into chaos. First drink, speak for yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair it's, enough. Uh, let's let's tie it to dating in China now. Yeah, yeah. That's the topic we came here for. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. The next thing. Yes. It's um. Uh, so we have this thing. Uh, finish this sentence. All right. Uh, dating in China is like. Go on, Donny Fan. Oh, you want me to do it? You're already talking. Oh. True. Fair. Dating in China is like trying to find a good restaurant. And never being able to find it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so, so in, bad. In, in, you know, um, uh, eternal torture. 
You should yeah. say it's like trying to find. It's rarely you're rarely able to find. It. Some, find. <laughs> sometimes you'll find a gem, you know, by accident. You'll be like, "Oh, what's this place?" And you're like, "Oh, this place is dope." But you know, usually you're like, "Oh, this place looks good," but then it turns out the food is poisoned. Uh, okay, <laughs> wow, you've been some bad restaurants. <laughs> Metaphorically <laughs> speaking, of course. Yes, sure. <laughs> um, oh God, that would. Dating in China is like, um, I have pressure to be funny. It's not going to be funny. It's just going to be sad. Uh, d- dating in China. <sighs> we have to answer. It's like the, 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 the rope that was in my closet when oh, I was Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We're going back to that. We're going back to that. Back to the locker room. We had a rope around his neck, made of paper, because he couldn't um, afford a rope. No, I, do I have to keep it in that sentence? Do I have to like finish those, or can I like just yes. modify the likes? Okay, okay, okay. You can okay, expand okay. it. You can expand. No, don't, don't, don't let him off. I answered the answer the question. <laughs> um, dating in China is like when uh, you arrive in a country where everybody's just like, oh, everybody's gonna love you, and nobody loves you. Except for the people on the subway who <laughs> stare at you. That was also a sad answer. <laughs> I, yeah, I have done. no answer. Should I have no answer. First. Dating, dating in China, I am very cynical about it, and yeah. I, I have very few optimism about like my dating uh, forays. And hey, you've my, had some good experiences. Well, I guess we'll get into that later. I have good experiences for comedy. I don't really necessarily have like good experiences. I, I've really struggled in the dating field. That's mm. fair though. I appreciate your honesty. I think a lot of people who have come on our show have said it is fucking hard dating in China. And I, it's not it's not always happy. If I'm honest, I don't I, I always tell people, I always preface it with like, but I came to China in twenty fifteen. I was twenty five years old and my understanding of how adults date and what it is is not the same, and I'm, I'm pretty sure from how I understand it, how it is in America, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing, which is that it's just fucked. You can't meet people. You can't go up to people. You can't go to a cafe and say, I'm a writer. I can't go into a cafe and see somebody and be like, what book are you reading? Because they just say, get the fuck out. And I thought that was a thing that happened here. And no, that happens in America too now, and that happens in Canada too now. That like people, not even that. You can't even like ask somebody what book they're reading. You have to like actually go over their shoulder and yeah. like see like what's on their Kindle, and that's weird and awkward. <laughs> so like, uh, I agree, and, and I also find like the, this trend in dating apps. I find dating apps to be toxic as hell. I, mean, I find them a bad idea. They're um, awful. They're awful. I think they they they, they mostly push down uh, mostly men. They they don't work in our favor at all. I, I'd say they they're not good for anyone. I don't think they're good for anyone. And and mm. the women who who succeed in finding a date from them probably are not finding the best men. You guys almost certainly met on dating apps, and we're just crushing your. No 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 no. no, no. <laughs> much respect. No. We're like awkwardly like. Yeah yeah. They're, they're like <laughs> fucking hell. Do we tell them now that we met uh, on, on Tinder? We tell them later. Yeah. So next question. Uh, no no no. We, we didn't. We met. We met in the um, uh, IRL. Uh, I'm trying to be careful. Wait, IRL? Yeah, in, in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, uh, I was just making sure you're making a, 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 a gaming thing. It's, it's, it's still like a terrorist cell. Tell people they <laughs> yeah. you we mean IRL. You didn't say we met at a party, we met at work. You we, met we met in IRL. We met in... You talked on dating apps. We physically met. We physically met. Well, that sounds a little bit like... But yeah, the whole, like, you know, dating apps, I mean, a lot of people struggle with those, and especially... F- filtering through the different types because a lot of people complain that they see the the same type of people, well, the same people on different ones, you know. And, yeah. and then also because of the pandemic in the last three years, that there's 
there's there's no new blood. Uh, there's no new people. <laughs> no new blood. You know, this coming on these uh, on there's these. There's uh, no new blood. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that in as well. So um, I, it makes it incestuous, like the yeah. Tinder, like the Tinder pool specifically. And I'm sure they're all the same. Just feels very incestuous. Like I remember uh, my first like time going out in China post pandemic was when I went to Spicy Festival, and that was Spicy Festival 2020. I remember that. And I was on a date. And uh, while I was there, I actually saw a girl who I used to date on, that I met on Tinder from like three years ago. And I haven't seen her in so long. And I was like, oh, hey. And I like waved to her. And she was with the guy that she like rejected me for. So she but was she like, also wow. on that she also, yeah. So she was dating both of us at the same time. It's I like didn't a know. And then wow. I, I only knew when she was like, oh, I'm choosing the other guy. And I'm like, I didn't know there was another guy. Yeah. And so like, that was fucked. But I, I was happy to see her. Like, I don't hold grudges against people. So I saw her I'm like, hey, how's it going? And the guy she was with, uh, I mean, like, in my defense, I was better than him, you know. Like, yeah, she chose, you know, she chose so, right. So. <laughs> She looks at the guy and uh, uh, she just like kind of like was like, oh, hey. And they turn around and he's like, oh, who's he? And she's like, oh, you know, I I, I, I met him at uh, at another one of these festivals a a while ago. And I told the person and he was like, oh, okay." And they walked away. And I told the person, I was like, oh, that's weird. We used to date. We like met on Tinder. And like I knew about him. But he didn't know about me and the girl that I was with. It was like really upset that I met her on Tinder as well, and that was our last date. Yeah, it was like, what was going on? She was upset that that you rumbled her, and yeah, so I just should lie. That's the whole thing. Like Tinder people, they just lie about everything, and I should just lie, but I don't want to lie. I mean, some people find it quite embarrassing. I don't know why, because I met people on on dating apps before. (laughs) I don't think the stigma there. Like, I think maybe ten years ago, there was like, oh. Let's lie about how we met. Ha ha ha. It's the only way to meet now. I don't think this this stigma is a bit unattached, but I think Tinder or any of these things, they feel like the one minute dating, um, what do they call it? Speed dating? Speed date. It feels like a speed date. That you go on a date with a girl. If you don't, if you don't, do the deed in the first date and it's, it's done. You move on to the next one. She's moved on to the next one too. If you do the deed, even then, probably moving on to the next one right afterwards. Yeah. It's just a shuffling game. It, it feels like speed dating. It's just mm. nobody gives each other the chance to really get to know each other. Yeah, but you mm. also, it's hard to give someone the chance because you know they're on Tinder too. And h- how many people have they just speed dated before you? And mm. are they going to drop you like a hat? He says speed again. dating really refers to like what happens in the bedroom. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, no. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, yeah. we all get tired sometimes. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what that's what it, uh, um, app dating feels like to me. It feels like just in person speed dating. Mm. So mm. do you feel like it's easier than to meet people offline, or I you, feel you prefer to meet people offline? I prefer to meet people as uh, as Nathan says, IRL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would absolutely prefer to, but it's just it's uh, like I feel like uh, you have to have the right situation and the right. Right. I know you mentioned like it's hard to find the right way to approach. I even told this to you, Nathan, the other day. So like I was in a park going for a walk, and a guy came up to me, and he was like, "Hi, nice to meet you." Like. And, That's weird. Yes. Okay. So thank weird. you. Thank yeah. you. I felt bad. That's I told Na- I told Nathan later. I was like, I mean, like, first of all, I'm in a relationship. I wasn't looking for anything. Um, but maybe in his mind, he was thinking, 
I'm in a park. Like maybe I'll just shoot my shot and approach somebody. Did he, did he shoot? Did he <laughs> shoot his he, shot? No, he was very. <laughs> if he shot his shot, you should call it arrested. That's illegal. Oh, he was a little creepy though because like I was like I was just in a park by myself and I was like listening to a podcast and just in the zone. I was like, sorry, sorry, nice to meet you, but like I'm gonna go this way and I like walked away and I was like, okay, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but he was like standing there waiting for me, like seeing if I was gonna come back again. I saw him just like. What was he thinking? That you shooting his shots about like preempted murder exactly thank you he's like don't don't worry she's gonna regret saying no to me she's gonna come right back Jason Statham on steroids I bet he was still there the next morning like she'll be back any minute now <laughs> just playing the waiting game. Just the waiting game. I was just thinking, no, he didn't seem nefarious with his intentions. I think maybe in his mind he was they just like, don't. they don't. I could just no. meet somebody because other people have told us so. It is really hard to meet somebody, and how do you approach somebody? How do you talk to somebody without it being strange or weird? The right setting, and it's not like yeah. always QS at four in the morning. Well, uh, that's. That seems to be the now most. I know more about you. You uh, <laughs> yeah. got down. I, I when I was my first like girl that I like actually dated, I was like 16 years old, and we met at Stop a. Stop playing uh, footy with me, by the way. It, 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 for anyone, it, it, none of you can see this. He's touching my foot with his foot. It's weird. It's a rubbing I'm not going dating on. you. So uh, I uh, met Again? this girl at a uh, All American Rejects from First to Last concert in uh, nice. Bridgeport, Connecticut, in 2006. And, Did you ever uh, go to Warp Tour? I, I all you the know time. about it. I okay, okay. To. I was trying to tell Nate. I was trying to tell you about, about the Warp Tour. They go to England. I uh, yeah. I always wanted to. I went to download, uh, but I don't like I, festivals. Yeah, I'm I, I dirty. Download, and you I have got to some friends who went to download. Yeah, I went to download. You have to stay dirty, mm. and you have to stay in a tent if you want to see the other favorite band. And, uh, mm. Festivals, well, not for me. Mm. Anyway, so you met a girl. I met this girl. This is the first girl that I ever dated. We didn't do anything. It was like hold hands, kind of dating. But like, I met this girl, and I just like. At the, after the show, she was wearing a really cool shirt. Her shirt was customized. My shirt was also customized. We both made it like for this specific show. And I was like, that's amazing. That's so cool. And she felt the same way. And we just talked. And then that, that was it. And that hasn't happened in 20 years because, like, if you do that at any point, it feels like, unless you're wasted at a place like QS at four in the morning, um, people take that very, very uncomfortably. And it's... Weird for me because I'm a writer and I grew up reading nothing but like pathetic, sad literature of like unrequited romance and boys or girls who are in love with somebody they can't get to. Yeah. Oh, or okay. And they think they're just trying like, you know, to like show their heart, like say anything like, you know, radio boombox above your head where culture now tells us that that's like the worst thing you can do. It's creepy. Like the girl said, no, move on. She's not interested in you. And yet, women want to be courted. Not all women, of course, want to be courted. And not all women want to be courted by myself. No women want to be courted by myself. But if a woman theoretically were to, the culture, I feel like, tells us right now, we're not supposed to. Because if you do, and they ultimately do say no, uh, you're creepy. If you are in any sort of position of uh, artistic power or financial power, and uh, you, you do... Um, it's considered like imprinting yourself, not imprinting. Um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Grooming. It's like a, a kind oh, of God. form of like grooming uh, that you're doing. And, and I'm just very conscious of this that I, I, I like watch, you know, the, the news and stuff that happens. And I just sit like really cynical. And it's like I can't actually meet a girl that I feel like 
Oh, I, mean, yeah. I really got to pursue, as they say in China, like, like, like pursue or chase somebody. That sounds so, so weird. I like feel chasing I, somebody. I feel like I go against the grain on that one. I find it very easy to talk to strangers. That's not true. Strangers talk to him and he just says yes. Well, no, I, I, I have no problem introducing myself to a stranger, female or male. And uh, I, mean, I have a girlfriend to, to be clear. And I've, I have, um, met many. Oh yeah, we didn't get your relationship status earlier. I have a girlfriend. Uh, we've been together for over a year. Uh, but I've met many female friends along the way, uh, and male friends. I have no problem introducing myself. I, I know that what he's talking about is true. It's it, it can be awkward to introduce yourself on a stranger, especially if you're a man talking to a woman mm. that doesn't know you. Um, but I think I'm a I'm I, I'm like such an extrovert, and I'm comfortable talking to people that I don't know. I think people get that from me and they don't find me a threat, hopefully. Uh, I just want to be friendly with everyone, you know? If someone gives me the vibe that they're creeped out by me, then of course, I'm, I'm, I'm out of that situation. Mm. But usually I'm just, I'm cool talking to strangers. It doesn't bother me at all. And usually I'll make a friend. So that's, mm. that's different though, because that's stranger. I'm talking about like people you're, specifically trying to yeah even to in the past when, when, I, when I was single uh, it, it, I, I'm more than happy to approach a, uh, approach a woman and offer courtship why not a man um um never sucked a dick before <laughs> doesn't see, doesn't doesn't seem appeasing to me no fair problem enough, with people who do it's not my thing <laughs> do you feel like I'm you heard yeah. it here first ladies and gentlemen yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, I never found a problem with that. I, I it is I found it more difficult in England because I I didn't have a, a social group. It was just the people I worked with. And after you've dated everyone you work with, then yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the ones who are willing, you know, <laughs> you kind of out of options. But uh, like in, in, then you're like, well, it's got to be the boss. Yeah, so that's it. But, <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> um, but uh, yeah in Beijing I, I honestly never came across a problem for me it, it's more I, I don't really That's want to white privilege I'm not white by the way I'm mixed race um, <laughs> but yeah for me it was um, one. To, I'm, I'm always so busy with my projects and I, I have a lot of things that I want to do that don't relate to relationships um Kind of makes me a bad suitor for a relationship, actually, because I've so many things that I want to do, and I've on my on my list of things to do: the books, the comics, uh, the comedy, and the music. And then a relationship on top of that just makes everything really difficult. I find relationships to be the hardest thing. Um, mm. I find getting them to be easy, maintaining mm. them very difficult. Well, yeah, well, maintaining, trivial. yeah, it's you know it's a lot yeah. more work and. Time yeah. and commitment. When I'm single, I could be not single the next week if I wanted to. It's it's just uh, I can't. Mm. That's called bragging. No, it's not bragging. <laughs> the, I, I'm the that opposite. That just makes me feel really insecure no, 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 about no. myself. It makes me <laughs> probably even in a worse situation because <laughs> now there's two people in 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 um in a less than optimum position because I don't have time for this person and they want time um and I've projected that I would have time mm -hmm. and I would do that. So now no one's happy there. Um, but I, uh, I get lonely when I'm by myself for too long because I'm, I'm happy to make my man cave and stay in there for weeks. 
like he's a cat man and not like a dog. That's why I have cats. <laughs> yeah. So I have to make, mm. balance my life with all of these things together. It's it's also really, really difficult. So, so I mean, you both talked about the, um, you know, like the, the struggles, you know, the creativity and then also like the, like different share, sharing different, yeah, different reasons why it can be difficult or dating or love can yeah. be difficult. But you know, there is this there is this perception that well, if people see you on stage and they're like, "Wow, that's a funny set. That looks like a funny guy." Does mm. that not make it easier? You know, uh, the whole like, "I'm Donnie's a funny got, person." Donnie's got that one. Do, do you have something else to, to finish that with? No, I'll oh. be I'll okay. be straight because I'm going to be really quick. Cool. I've never dated a, a crowd member. You don't have chuckle Where fuckers. Where did you meet your girlfriend? <laughs> uh, she wasn't there to see me. I met my. <laughs> I met my, no, that's right, no, 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 no. I, I met my girlfriend before I I, before she'd even seen me on stage. Can I tell the story? Uh, uh, probably just t tell t answer your question. I All was right. gonna be quick. I'm, with that. I'm, no, no. I want to tell his story, and if he doesn't like it, you can cut it out. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. We had a show at Aurora in October 2021. And he showed up with I a girl. I was there with another woman. He showed up with a girl. And that girl, th this woman was insane. I have no idea why he was with her. And it was like she was their third crazy. date from like, I met her on the first date and she was just an insane woman. It was she was into first, some weird stuff. It was the uh, first I date. And all she was doing was like asking me like, can you like tell me Kay's dating history, his sex history? Does yeah, he have yeah. sex with a lot of women? Like all I the found time. that out later. He, oh. she, she's asking me all this stuff. And uh, it was super. No, I told you that when she she, she told me that. Oh, I don't so, remember. I was probably drinking. He was he was drinking. And so we show up at Aurora <laughs> for the for the club show, and uh, he uh, he comes up to me as soon as the show finishes, and he goes, "I really like that girl. You have to make this girl go away." <laughs> so I met so, my I met my girlfriend in the bathroom, right? Yes. So, I met her downstairs. I went to the bathroom yes. downstairs, and she had wild hair, like she just taken out her uh, uh, hair um, hairbands. And all I said was, "I like your hair," and she went, "Oh, thank you." And I went, "Can I get your WeChat?" And she went, "Sure." And then, so she I wasn't texted a crowd member. She was a fellow urinal user. She was she was there for work. She was there with a client. She wasn't there to what? see the comedy show. What, in the bathroom? No, 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 not in the bathroom, yeah. Yes, the glory hole was waiting. That's how you get WeChat contacts. So well, you know. No, well, they, yeah, but the she, number, If the number was on the bathroom stall, then, <laughs> then you didn't need to ask for she it. She said her name was Trixie. She, she, was, she no, no, he no, met yeah. her while she was writing the number on the stall. She was washing her hands. I don't, I don't mean um, to be yeah. rude. It just, you, set yourself, you set yourself up for that one, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to go to this girl that he was with and she's like, Kay wants to fuck that bitch. And I was like, no. I had to get him to no, get her out. No, he, he's just, he's drunk and he needs some space. You guys have been together a lot recently. He's going to call you tomorrow, I promise. And I felt so bad saying that because I knew he wasn't going to call her. Well, but, but I told her. I set you up as like friend no, I did. I, did. I said, I said. I was a gentleman and I did, I did call her the next day and to cut it off. Okay. Well, yeah. That's... And then she started calling me. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was really yeah. uncomfortable to yeah. like ask about like why. Well, she, I, like, she, she was like or... really mad that I cut it off. She was really. She. This girl was really, insane. Really, really, really possessive. They had only I, met like three times. Yeah. Very possessive. I, I oh. seem to. I seem to attract the insane. I've had a knife pulled out on me before. I've had. Um, what? Nothing to do with me either. I, I just. Here, here in the Beijing. Insane. 
Somebody yeah. pulled a knife yeah, on like you. Three, like three different people have pulled. I've <laughs> drawn. You should be careful. <laughs> At this point, you should be careful. I'm not yeah, the odds are not in your favor. I'm not going to name names, yeah. but, but there was one. Uh, nothing ever happened with us. Um, but <laughs> she she came to my house. We watched the movie. This is our first date, and then um, yeah, she just decided to write me a hate uh, a hate letter. Yeah. In blood? <laughs> not in blood. Thank okay. God, not in, in, in period. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, I kept that letter for a while because yes. I thought oh, it was the funniest the, the thing. Weird, it was two it was like pages long. Scene. It was gross. <laughs> it was two pages long about how I should go. You know when you got called a sex pack? Yeah. It's basically the same thing. She wrote a two page letter and left it in my house about how <laughs> how I'm a sex pack and I should go back. Go back home. Did she write it while she was at yours, or she pre-wrote no, it? No, she pre-wrote it okay, and, left and then it left there it. And then yeah. left again. I like that. I don't know if you know baseball. There's a, a baseball player called Derek Jeter who apparently like leaves gift back gift baskets to like his one night stands. It's and like they're Drake. Just, like, full of, oh. like they like got like Rolex watches and stuff in them and all this other stuff and like a nice letter about how much he appreciated their day. I think it's really funny that this is like the Chinese Derek Jeter. Like yeah. she just sleeps with foreigners and then she has and then leaves hate letters. <laughs> Yeah. She's probably prints. She prints them out like she's, she's got a hundred of them, just oh, waiting to go. You're not unique. She just drops them on the floor. She, she leaves. She like just she slept with 150 foreigners, and she's doing it like in the name of. Like, no, you know, I never slept her with her. Country. That's the thing. I never slept with her. Wow. Maybe she's mad you didn't sleep with her. I didn't even touch her. Oh. That's, that's why that's she mean. was mad. That's, that's really mean. mean. No, like, she, you know, uh, she came over. She was like, "Hey, Kay," and you're like, "I'm not gonna touch you." Like, no wonder she was mad. Yeah, man. It's, it's, <laughs> I've had some very odd experiences here that I ha- I didn't have in England. Well, to, to get to the stage to the stage point, mm. um, I don't uh, very often uh, go out with people that I've met at, at comedy shows. I mm. talk to everybody, uh, but kind of the goal is to get them to buy more tickets. So if I'm like the guy, <laughs> yeah. like two years ago, it was a little bit different. I think two years ago, I, I did try to like pursue probably more people. But now, like, the goal as the producer of the comedy shows is like, oh, you had a great time. Great. I need you to come back. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's kind of, like, the way the directions I take it. Uh, but on occasion, I, ha- I have, like, gone out to, to dinner with people. Um, and, like, the thing that they almost always say when we go out for, like, the first dinner, they're like, oh, you're, you're nothing like you are on stage. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, on stage, you're really confident. <laughs> is that I'm an like, insult? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. They're like, you just seem so, like quiet and shy and i'm like no i'm just I'm, I'm trying to get to know you on stage i'm just you know talking about bad dates i'm trying mm. to not let this become a bad date uh and then they find me like very different and i am different you know i i think i'm i'm the, the i'm authentic on stage but you know it's just one but that's side. your space to be open it's and yeah one side of it do you it. think people expect you to just always be on all the time too like the, the thing is like as a comedian like hi tell me yeah, a joke or I be funny that. all the time i, I hate that I, I am that way. I am on all the time. But in dating, like, so a pre-comedy, you know, the, who I am is as a comedian, like this kind of like the yeah. snapping constant like sarcasm and stuff. Like I'm from New York. Like I, I spent so much of my life in New York City. So like that sarcasm is just there for any comment somebody says. I'm always there with something. And that grows old for people who are not used to it like really really hmm. fast and it grows old for people who are used to it um and so i know when i meet somebody for the first time where we go out to have like a nice dinner i should not do that 
when they're like, oh, it's 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 great to meet you. I shouldn't be like, oh, I'm not happy to see you. Like, I shouldn't do that, even though I kind of want to, just to see what they what they say. It's just what I do. I push buttons. I'm a button pusher. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But only, you know, in daylight. And, all right, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Are we, no, going to, yeah. are we going into werewolf porn again? Yeah, or was that a werewolf It might have been. Okay. But <laughs> it's, um, you know, so, so it's weird that, like, I... I do want to project something that attracts women to me. And, and if somebody's attracted to me, like, from what they see on stage, like, that's great. Like, wow, I feel honored for to, to have that. Um, but then also it's like, oh, well, I, there's there's so much more um, that happens, like, that, that goes on in here, uh, in, in the mind and in the heart. And so it's like a weird balance of trying when, when you have this persona and somebody recognizes you from a persona that is just a part of you um they do a lot of projecting i think and uh then you're in this place where it's like oh i want to be authentically me um but what they're attracted to is a little bit superficial mm. uh and then that's like a weird balance to kind of to kind of meet a lot um, of people mis- mistake uh, that they'll see our shows and stuff and <laughs> They'll have this weird dynamic where they think that we also know them because they've been at a few shows. I've been out a few times. For example, they think he killed a black guy in, a, in an ambulance. That's his <laughs> stage persona. <laughs> What's that in reference to? <laughs> I have no Justin, idea about that. What happened? Justin, you should hit Justin with an ambulance. Oh, Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you even hell. forgot about I never, it. I never killed it. It's one of my jokes, but yeah. It's, it's, wait, wait, uh, yeah, I think we need some context quickly. <laughs> Well, I, have a, I have a joke about someone I worked with in LA, and he's 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 a bit of a lovely dude, bit of a moron, but big and intimidating. And he asked me to he asked me the most manly manly question, not like oh what do you lift in the gym? No 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 no, men don't really talk about that kind of thing. He said what? And actually, I'm gonna ask all of you this question. This is question. what he asked me. He said if you had to get hit by a vehicle. Going full speed, what vehicle would you choose to get hit by? <laughs> that, <laughs> that is, is such the most man question. Such a most guy question. Women, all the women, women are like, "Why the fuck would you ask that? That's so stupid." Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like, That's "What, what so car dumb. would you drive?" It's yeah, like, "What like, car do you want to get hit?" Yeah, by? yeah. You, you have to get hit by a vehicle. Get it's full like, speed. What's it gonna be? So this guy said, "Oh no, I want to hear you too." Um, a um, uh, remote control car. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, but that's not that's a, the way you play the game. Yeah, yeah. But that's how you play the game. Remote control car. It's gonna hurt your ankle a little bit. Mm. What do you think? I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, exactly. It's such I a guy say, question. Do I want to die quickly? I guess. I don't know. No, no, no. The, the point you is to not die. Yeah, the point is you don't to have die. to die. Oh. <laughs> I said. I'll tell you what I said. Tell me what you said. I said a golf cart. I say hoverboard. Oh. I mean, you're gonna sweat thunder it. It's gonna bounce your head right off the, if it off goes the ground. Fast. A golf cart is—I'll bounce off it, but it's not gonna kill the real me. Real hoverboards mm. only go this high off the or ground. Or milk, a milk, uh, a milk cart. Yeah, milk cart. Yeah, yeah, from England, a milk yeah. cart. That's pretty good. I think one. you'd probably survive a tuk tuk. You guys have milk carts yeah, still? Yeah, we have milk. No, yeah. probably not now, but yeah, no, back well, in the nineties and two thousands. In, in Yorkshire, we do. Is we a have, milk cart just yeah, like well, a I'm from cart? Liverpool. We're not too far apart. No, yeah, what? in Yorkshire, we do. Now, 
Here's what Justin said. Is that like boxcar racing? <laughs> milk uh, car. It's no, it's a like the milkman. It's a drives a little uh, electric. It yeah, it looks like thing. a like a, a tuk tuk, but I it's know. longer and longer. it's full of milk. Is this how you ended up mixed race? <laughs> the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> the milkman <laughs> fucked my mom. All right, no. <laughs> Here's what Justin said, and I found it a very funny answer, and I've made fun of him ever since. Justin said he'd like to get hit at full speed. His vehicle of choice was an ambulance. Smart. That's smart. <laughs> I said, why the fuck would you want to get hit by an ambulance? Do you know how big and fast those... They're like souped-up trucks, you know? They go fast. And he was like, because they've got doctors inside. I'm like, all right. All right. Can't argue with the logic, but they'll be picking up limbs at that point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. You know, he's, he was he was halfway there. You know, I know what he was thinking. Yeah, I know I the it. logic behind it. It was just trying. wasn't very good. It just wasn't very smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So 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 you mentioned um, uh, Rachel mentioned it um, in the um, uh, the cacophony of our laughter. But like, so chuckle fuckers then are they a myth, or do you know that some people are like just attracted to um, uh, funny people. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? People say, um, you know, like, I'm attracted to somebody who can make me laugh. No, I've been approached. I know a lot of people who've been approached, but it, it, usually it's... Chucklefucker's a myth. You know, yeah, it's there's, largely in there. there. There's a, a comedian, Aziz Ansari, um, mm. and he has a joke where, like, oh, you know, you think you're at the club and you do a comedy show and all these girls are going to come up to you and he's like no what always happens is I don't talk to any of the girls and then some like random Indian guy comes up to me and says hey Aziz do you want to go play video games at my house and then he plays video games and eats pizza until like four in the morning at yeah, some that, random that's the house. most realistic that's also, what happens yeah. to male comedians also keep in mind that most people who go to see comedy shows are either in a friendship group or on together or on the other on a date Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's true. Um, or it's like a Chinese woman. I'm sorry to say that, but a Chinese woman who's there because she really, really wants to learn English. Yeah, yeah. but usually so no one, one goes three. to a, yeah, no yeah. one goes to a comedy show to to pick up a comedian. That's um, a total myth. But if you want to, well, you can, no Nathan. Joke. You're welcome to come <laughs> yeah. pick yeah, me up Nathan, the comedy with show. me and you. I'll, I'll <laughs> get you. I'll even, get Donnie, I'll even get Donnie involved. <laughs> okay, okay. We could we could make that another episode, you know. Sorry, one last point to that, though. Sure. Um, I, I, I might get somebody mad at me for this, but like... The worst thing you can do as a comedian, I think, in the comedian group... Is start doing that Is, stuff, like, yeah. bring a different girl to every comedy show. Because that's usually what the thing, the move is for people who are <gasps> Ooh, comics. Yeah, it's like, yes. oh, I'm going to... Oh, I'm interested in this girl. Hey, I do comedy. Come check it out. And you bring a girl and it doesn't work out or you try to sleep with her. You just lost a fan. You, you just lost a fan and all of her friends will never come and see a show. Well, but then after that, the next week, you bring another girl, you know... The comedians always Ooh. know. Ooh, like, has there oh. been some like heat or backlash or like in the circle of comedians We've if somebody's no, no, not really any heat or backlash, but I'd say like like any group, people gossip. Yeah. You know, people gossip about me. Nobody gossips about Kay because he doesn't do anything. Um, but no, like, well, well, by not do anything, I mean I don't do anything. He stays at his home all the time. I'm, I'm, uh, yes, I'm. He a doesn't home go out. Uh, so. 
But there's 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 always going to be gossip, and that's true. I know, think people do like to gossip, and that will happen with Beijing with yeah, any social circle. So it's like yeah. anything you do. If you're a musician and you just bring yeah. a different girl every show, everybody that's at the, those music shows are going to notice that you're with a different yeah. person. And we're a tight knit group. Right. Mm. You know, we all know each other. Oh, so you Everyone guys know when stuff's going so, on. You know, it's like. I, ideally, I've really tried to avoid bringing people out unless it's somebody that I'm like really trying to, you know, pursue. And it's like it's been a while that it feels safe to. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's probably like it is a good way to get dates. I'd say if you're like doing it as a it's hobby, a good, it's a good way to it, impress people. Yeah, if you're trying to do it really seriously, like comedy, or, or I'd say if you're trying to do anything performance thing really seriously, it's probably best to to kind of keep it separate. Yeah. Mm. I've only ever met 23 of his dates that I've gone to comedy shows. It's, it's mm. a very small number. He's giving me daggers right now. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. It's 24. Um, <laughs> 22. So, um, but it sounds like, you know, because we don't just talk about, you know, the romantic side of relationships yeah. also. So, so building friendships and building a community. And that's the one thing, that, you know, I've been here for nearly five years now. And it's always seemed like the comedy scene has got like quite a tight knit group mm. of friends. You know, you, you see you know you um the you know the comedians there before the show or before the show starts and they're, and they're chatting with each other and then yeah. afterwards they're having a pint and you know they're the ones you know I don't know what the hell you're talking about but like you know I imagine it's like the shop you're talking comedy porn usually Co- well, porn, usually porn. you're talking about whatever the latest yeah. date hardcore podcast porn. was that's oh, what we're late, talking about nice, yeah. nice. nice. I like big that. fans yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah. in an ideal world where would that microphone be able to be put you know and, you know what orifice <laughs> would we enjoy it in yeah yeah most? yeah just don't don't sniff that one that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> just <laughs> also i'd like to say no one can see this but donnie is still touching my feet with his feet <laughs> he's still doing it I mean, you haven't moved them though either. I, I, I can't, can't move my feet anywhere else. What an L so I, I can't like move it. my feet anywhere well, that's else. That's a very good point, Rachel. I think you like it. So, you know. I, where am I supposed to put my foot? That's Listen. A, that's, that's very good. Just just go with it. You've got I'm just letting just, it happen at this just, point. Just go with it. Just, just, just go with yeah, it. Just do but, it. But has it, you know. being on the scene, you mentioned, you know, uh, um, being invited back or like making mm. new friends and so like video games and pizza and stuff. But you know, has it helped uh, make new friendships or oh, like, yeah. you know, and then meeting people in a, in a place that you wouldn't expect it because you're there to do comedy and then you go away in the night and you're just like, wow, I think I made a new friend tonight. Is that, That's is that how one? I, I, yeah. I met Kay, uh, my very first, like, like the week before my first open mic, I went to an open mic at TGO or the great outdoors, uh, and Kay was there, and Kay hadn't done comedy in like over a year, over a year, almost two point, years, maybe yeah. two years. And we were just talking, and we were just talking about like the Patty's comedy scene, yeah. and so that was his Gio first week, and, and it first was week, and it was my first week returning after two years of, and just the way that set up, and we just kind of hit it off, like we were oh, exactly like, like this, the way we were there, yeah. in a way. It was it was exactly the same. Yeah, um, if it was a chick, I'd have fucked him. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> 
I made a sweet <laughs> moment really crude. To be fair, I'm he joking. only talked to me because his chick left. So that's the only reason why we even that's started not talking. True. That's not so, true. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, we hit it off quite in, the, in, in that night. There's a lot of people I would call like really, 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 really great friends yeah. that I have now. And, and some of them have left, unfortunately. You know, Same. Carl, of yeah. course. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I fucking Carl's love Carl. Uh, for people who have no idea, Carl is a guy. Um, I love Carl. <laughs> not Carl. Not you mean Carla? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I we've, we've I've made so many great friendships yeah. in comedy, Same. and uh, a lot of it I I've, I've been so blessed to be able to like tour around the country doing comedy, and I've made friends who like uh, especially specifically in Chengdu. There's some comics I do a shout out: uh, Jacob Wanich, uh, uh, Professor Dave, Nico. Too much. You guys are the best in Chengdu Comedy Club. Um, I meet amazing people. Uh, do all this and and that's cool, but then also in Beijing, like you meet fucking weird people that end up being super cool. Like I yeah. got asked to perform at a private house party, and I went to that Ooh, and I wow. performed. Ooh. I got, like, was it like a fancy Beijing house, like out in the suburbs fancy. or something? There's some fancy show. houses. I got two thousand quite to go do thirty minutes of comedy. Nice and just all these fucking rich people who uh, really they were I'm, fucking. I'm in, <laughs> <laughs> like a, like, like, a, like, like a Roman orgy with a comedian. Exactly what I was gonna. Say. Like a Romanology um, with a comedian. <laughs> but it's funny because I go to these places and I'm like, I don't know how to use a fork and knife. I'm sorry. You I don't have to use a way. fucking knife. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, 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 I use scissors to cut my steak. Uh, what? That's weird. Are you a strange true. person? I, I, actually, I'll tell you how I actually eat my steak. I, I pick up the whole piece and I put it in my mouth and I tear off a Oh, you madman! Like, like a like a absolute That's manly. That's kind of the way. They, yeah. they don't have real knives here. They don't give you steak knives. So no, they give you chopsticks to eat a steak, and you're like, what the fuck? Just gonna stab it. I can do it. So, yeah, I uh, there's there's it's a lot of fun meeting people, and then you of course have have a downside where I've I've lost friendships or like it, there's mm. people who like definitely don't like me because of comedy as well. Mm. Oh, mm. Well, not like even because you. of comedy, but probably my personality plus comedy plus like the, the situation. <laughs> you know. A few things added. Yeah. I don't like who I am. It's it's a deadly cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. Well, um, when it comes to performing, though, so can I ask? Uh, I know you guys do a lot of shows. You've mm. done so many things in in Beijing and yeah. touring all over. And both of you have been in the comedy scene now for a while and right. doing stuff. What is it like, though? Have you ever had nights that have been just like? bombing oh yeah man and how do you how do you handle that and do you feel like your friends or the crowd is a certain way or people just usually like eh, it happens you know uh the first time you bomb is the worst because it really makes you want to quit mm. is it just like the silence it's or the it like... silence it's the because you, every joke you write you think is awesome right and you're like this joke is gonna be dope people are gonna like it and then you do it and it takes a lot to put yourself out there and, and, and do this kind of thing. I think it takes so much, though. You oh, guys, yeah. like... Yeah. like you're, you're basically think... just walking out naked, you yes, know? Like you, you're I think just exposed. So much... I would rather do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I, sometimes I would agree. And I think most people could not actually get up and do what you guys do, though. And you're preparing. You're standing in front of a crowd, and it's a different crowd. Yeah. Or it could be the same crowd. Sometimes it's a loud bar. It's so yeah. many different variables. And it's like, not like being in a band where there's multiple people for people to focus on. Mm. Uh, and Everybody's looking at you. Music yeah. to distract and stuff like that. It's just you, the microphone, 
make me laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, it, when you bomb, it it, it, it goes right to the soul. <laughs> it, it hurts. Mm. I did. I don't know if you've seen my WeChat moments, but I did a, chi- a Chinese show on Saturday. So today's Monday. Uh, I just did a Chinese show on Saturday, and it was like the worst show I've I've ever done. I in English comedy very early on, I kept waiting for a day where I just bomb and I'm terrible. And there would be times where I actually felt like that was so bad. But then I would watch everybody after me. It was like, oh, actually, I, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can take some solace of like, the fact that, like, yeah. oh, actually, like, we would do shows. And uh, we, we used to do, me and Kay used to do shows at a place yeah. called uh, Sinker Pictures. Right, right. And so the English level was always very, like, meh. Um, and so I would have shows where, like, of my 20 punchlines, maybe, like, eight hit. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I was that was awful. And then there would be, like, three comics go up where literally Nothing. zero Nothing. Hit. Nothing. And it's like, oh, they'll remember me, you know? So, like, yeah. that's fine. But I did a Chinese show um, just this past Saturday where, like, my first four jokes, which are which always crush. Uh, and, and in Chinese comedy as well, they they, they just always crush. Mm. And, and you're speaking Chinese, yeah. I'm speaking oh, Chinese. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And he does both. This audience just stared at me, and it was like the audience was not normal. So Chinese comedy, <laughs> English comedy shows, we keep it, you know, eighteen plus. They're in bars. We have, you know, people who are there for comedy. Yeah. Chinese comedy shows are not the same. The audience, you've got kids, you've got grandparents, you have what? like, oh yeah, it's they want tell tubby humor. They don't drink. They don't. There's no. There's no bar. It's just like a theater, and you just go to perform. And it's mostly like puns and stuff, or like these, uh, you know, stories that kind of work off like a lot of play on words. And so I do some of my jokes, which my humor is kind of dark, uh, especially in Chinese comedy, and. It's just all silence. And it, it <laughs> like the feeling two two years into this where I uh, I don't want to like be like, you know, so promoting of myself and being like, I'm so amazing or whatever. But I've had so much success in two years that I am so appreciative and humbled by. But like so I know I have a lot of confidence um, and I have a lot of security of like my talent mm-hmm. in stand up comedy. And it's like the feeling point. of the law of averages. You're like this many audiences have. Yeah. responded this way that I know right. this one bad so experience this is, this is, yeah. is not true. They're the weird ones here, not so, me. So I do the Chinese show though on Saturday and the feeling exactly what he said. There was silence for like almost all of it. And then, oh my God, I have to sneeze. I've never had to sneeze on podcasts. I don't know what to do if don't I sneeze. Don't do it in my face, please. So, uh, I... <laughs> Uh, so I felt as soon as the show ended, I went and I sulked for like two and a half hours in like this corner. And like I, he was texting me afterwards. I, was I, I had to yeah. be the we shoulder. We were supposed to go to a Halloween party and I'm like, I don't want to go. And he got quarantined. And I was yeah. like, thank <laughs> fucking God. Yeah. Cause like, was like, I don't want to go. I don't, I don't want to go. They didn't laugh at me. <laughs> it was they awful. Were, they were mean to me. It is a feeling where you sit back and you just go, yeah. I'm not good at this. I want to quit yeah. because you had... If you succeed, you get instant gratification. There's nothing else. You feel it. Nothing else like it. You could be abandoned play and the audience not give a fuck, but you don't feel like, oh, we were shit. No, no, no. The the feeling is that imagine if you're a band playing, you just finish this kick ass song and bam, the music stops and everyone just. There's nothing. And everyone's just staring at you like. But I, I think that's fine. I think if you're in a band, it's I think that's awkward. fine because it's just like, what are they supposed to do? You're you're yeah. you're not fucking like. But with uh, comedy, imagine that silence, but drag it on for twenty minutes. Yeah. Oof. Oof. 
And so it was it was yeah. awful. And I was just like, I'm never going to do Chinese comedy again. And afterwards, of course, they're like, oh, my God, the audience loved you. That's the best part. The best part is when, like, you watch yeah. an audience member. And as, as a comedian, you, you do look out. And it happens all the time where you look out and there's, like, an audience member who doesn't laugh at any jokes. Yeah. They don't laugh at a single one. We and after the show, they there's come up to you and they're like, you were my favorite comic tonight. You're like, homie, why didn't you laugh? <laughs> Do you think it's just like an expression thing that they're like? Well, we I tell people don't, don't just smile at a joke, but like express out. your yeah. laughter. It's yeah, a culture they just, they, thing. yeah, it's a yeah. Thing. Sorry, yeah. that's what I mean. I guess like maybe they're like, that's so funny, but they're not like a loud laugher. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard for you guys because then you're like, Wait, we don't get any feedback. You, you don't from actually, that. Can, you can't gauge what they're actually feeling. Yeah. We have to. It's part of it is like that's why we keep the lights off. We keep the Oops. lights off yeah. for over audience because. People feel like a lot of the darker jokes or if a dark joke's like too sexual or whatever, um, audience, if they feel like they can be seen, they won't laugh. You turn the lights off and people, what they find funny changes. Yeah, we like, give them like, anonymity in their laughter. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, that's interesting though. They're like, they don't want everybody to see what they think is funny. Yeah, right. so we put the, we, we put, pitch them in darkness and uh, it's basically they're now, they, they just they're feel comfortable this, to just let themselves go. Yeah, yeah, they're in their own pod basically and they can laugh at whatever they find funny without any judgment from anyone else. It's, it's kind of what makes Patty's like, a, a, which Patty's is a, a really special place for us. We've been doing, Kay started the Patty's yeah, open the mic Patties years one. ago. Um, yeah, so he, that, that was him and they've been great to us. But one of the things that makes it really difficult is like all the lights are on. You've got TVs on around the room. People aren't really there for comedy, but you do like a dark joke and people are just kind of like look around like this is awkward. They sink into their beers. Well, you would think Uh, Patty's is the place for it, but, uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's really not when people feel shy if they were laughing Mm. at stuff. So much of comedy is saying stuff you're not supposed to say. So, so much of the audience is laughing at stuff they're not supposed to laugh at. But that's what we need. This is why comedians should never blame a crowd for being uh, not uh, accepting of their jokes. Because, you know, every crowd is different. You don't know what people have experienced. You don't know what people's sense of humor is. Mm. Um, Sometimes people aren't even there. If it's an open mic, especially at Patio Shays, some people aren't even there for comedy. They're there to hang out with their friends, and all of a sudden we show up, and we're like, "Hey, listen to our comedy." By the way, shut the fuck up. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. immediately they're like, "Okay, fuck you." Yeah, I'm gonna keep talking to my friends. <laughs> um, or you know, if they come from a culture that we're doing a joke that you know doesn't really gel with that culture, it's a bad idea as a comedian to blame the crowd. It's an awful idea. If the crowd doesn't laugh, it's, bad it's idea. usually your fault. Yeah, but sometimes, mm. but usually it's also not your fault. It's just, it's just bad meeting wrong. That's all. Yeah. It depends what you want out of comedy. That. I understand that. A lot of people do it. This is really, like, really quick point. A lot of people do comedy because they just want something fun to do where they can just kind of like it's a good rant hobby. about shit. It's a good hobby right. if you want to just rant, but it has to be, a, you have to make a joke. But if you want to be successful, like yeah. so much about being successful is is knowing how to work an audience and knowing yep. what kind of audience is in front of you. 100%. Like, me and Kay, we can tell the same joke, but, it's like, we can change it for, like, if it's an English problem, if it's, like, mm. all Chinese audience and the English is meh, we can tell the same joke and we just kind of simplify it a little bit or yeah, add, yeah, add yeah. in a little bit of extra exposition to explain something. Yeah. Um, if it's, like, a really cold audience, it's like, oh, well, we don't 
all right, the dark jokes aren't working. We, we can we make just go straight to a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. we can change cheesier. some of the jokes, but we can also like lighten up some of the darker jokes as well. Like, yeah, yeah. When you when your goal is to be successful, you absolutely have to be like you need adaptability. Yeah. It's like being flexible and being smart yeah. to read the audience yes. quickly. Like, okay, what's going to work yeah. here? I, t- I tell new be... comedians all the time, don't read off a script. That's what I did when I started, and it didn't work half of the time. It doesn't right. work any other time. Reading off a script is yeah. just better. It, yeah. it, there's no flexibility. If if the re- if the room isn't feeling you at this moment you need to you know you, you need to bend a little bit but if you're yeah. off a script <laughs> you, you're fucked yeah yeah i learned mm. that that's one of the reasons i quit because I, I just wasn't having any joy mm. in comedy and and at the time my band had started up and we were doing pretty good uh, we had an album coming out so i was like i'm just gonna focus on music for L- comedy lots it's not of fun. groupies this guy <laughs> yeah. we don't talk about the <laughs> <laughs> no chuckle fuckers, but groupies. Well, you talked about some. Uh, if your aim is to be successful, now uh, you two have got an exciting project. We've been speaking yes, for for um, nearly an hour. We're nearly at the end of the show, guys. Oh. Um, it's been it's flown by. It's absolutely flown yeah, by. But you were talking about success, and There's you've got jokes. a very exciting project that yes. you want to uh, that you want to talk about. So we'd love to hear it. Yeah. So what is on the horizon for you two? Yeah, I guess I should probably take yeah, this, this one. Yeah, is, this is all him. He's the producer <laughs> of this. Uh, so we've got a Journey to the East, uh, play on Journey to the West, of course. Um, uh, uh, we're doing this this comedy special uh, for a major streaming platform in North America uh, where they're going to take six English-speaking com- uh, comics uh, here, and we're going to film the shows. And we are filming at like the highest level quality that we can get. Yeah, we have a full um, film crew and editing crew and... Yeah. We have we have everything. Everything is like to the highest level of professionalism that we can get, and uh, we're doing a theater down in uh, in Dongjimen, and uh, it was supposed to be next weekend, but it's been moved to November nineteenth and twentieth. And uh, what we uh, we were actually doing with it, we were crowdfunding uh, these shows, which are supposed to kind of uh, really really focus in on like the kind of mixed culture, the Chinese Western Western Chinese culture. Um, so we've got like these just amazing comedians uh, who are doing it from Beijing and Shanghai. Um, and so we were actually crowdfunding the show to, to make sure that we could get this all paid for because we are not being paid for it. Mm-hmm. We are only being offered a chance to platform and distribute uh, with this uh, streaming platform, uh, which some people are like, why would you ever accept that? But no, doing English stand up comedy in China uh, means that you don't really have a future anywhere. It's not else. fruitful. If you go back to the states, if I go back to New York City, and I'm like, hey, I he- I headline hour long shows, and I've performed in 25 cities like in this country, and I've performed in Thailand and Singapore. If I I haven't, but <laughs> if I have, and I go back to New York City, I'm begging to do five minutes on an open mic somewhere because. It all comes down to like credibility. Like, what mm. are your credentials? Yeah. What have you actually done? Where can people see you? How can we market you? And so, the opportunity to just to be put out on a platform and be distributed, um, and, and marketed uh, with like real backing, with real financial backing, uh, is unheard of for people uh, here in this in this. I, I guess I should say, yeah, in this country. So it's an amazing thing. And our goal was 125,000 renminbi. Uh, we have nearly hit that. 
Uh, thanks to amazing support. I, I'm sure some of the people who have donated are listening to this. Thank you guys so much. It means the world to me. It means the world to Kay and everybody else mm-hmm. that's uh, a part of it. Um, but we are now at the point where we are actually able to give out passes for the show. We have uh, a couple sponsors who put in quite a bit of money. Uh, we've got Cheers, uh, who is spon- sponsoring the alcohol that we're selling for the, yep. the day. Um, we have Patty O'Shea's who does our open mic. They are sponsoring us. Yep. Uh, and then we have two private backers right now. And so they have, uh, donated a a large portion of tickets. We've got a a pretty good amount of free passes that they've paid for, uh, that we can give out. So if anybody that's listening to this wants a free pass, um, I guess we'll find a way for them to contact us. Uh, but we, we have free passes. We only ask that you get a couple of, uh, pre-order a couple of drinks for the show um but otherwise uh, we 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 are super excited about it wow yeah that's exciting yeah, yeah congratulations that's really you guys it's gonna be really fun. that's yeah. so exciting i feel like i downplayed it a little bit i feel like i said that really sadly <laughs> it's just you, me you, you i don't have tone i'm not like a hype man i, don't, I got like serious <laughs> you should have gave me the script and i, I made been, it seem really exciting yeah. like, we're gonna do it we're gonna do a show we got supporters and stuff Hundred thousand quiet. It's no. I mean, like, great. crowdfunding. I mean, it's so commonplace now. You know, you see, I've got a lot of uh, friends <laughs> that are independent filmmakers, yeah. and you know, they've got the Kickstarter or the Indiegogo yeah, campaigns, man. and and some of them are successful, but most of them are not. And you know, it's a very hard thing to the do to get, that yeah. it, to, to get that endorsement from people, and for them to give you your money on an endeavor that is not really related to them in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah. But you guys have done it. That's an incredible achievement. Yeah, thank you. Well, I, I probably shouldn't say this. What I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. They, they, they haven't. They haven't crowdfunded shit. <laughs> they didn't do nothing, motherfucker. We did it. <laughs> It's your number in the bathroom stall, isn't it? That's, yeah. how, you've been getting, yeah. that's how you've been getting the money. <laughs> it's, it's been, uh, I feel like uh, what, what, what we do with comedy specifically, and I, I feel like a lot of things that I do in my life that have made me really successful is I just do stuff people tell me isn't going to work. If I go, like the very first person I asked to donate towards this, we went out to dinner and uh, this person was just like, hey, you know, I hear you, but like, that's a lot of money and uh, nobody's going to really give you any money for this. And I was like respectful, you know, to, to, to the, the, the conversation that we had and right. stuff. And um, it's fine. He, the person is a, a, is a very nice person. I don't want to like make it seem like they're an awful person. But when I heard that, when I heard nobody's going to help you with this, I just turned around and I'm like, dude, you have no fucking idea. And, you know, a month and a half later, we have over a hundred thousand quiet. And it's like, you know what we give in comedy, what, what we, we have offered to people. There's so many people who come up to me after comedy shows and they say, Hey Donnie, this was like one of the best nights of, of my life. Or they say, and and that sounds silly. He's crying now. It sounds silly, but in comedy, because, because what we do, our shows exist in, in a vacuum. So what what happens, every single person comes with something when they sit in the audience. They have either something that they're dealing with that day or that week. And so many people come to a comedy show because they're like, I just need to fucking 
sit down and have a night where I don't stress. Yeah, that's what we give them. And we those get, people mm. come, they they leave, and they're like, oh my god, this was like amazing. Like some people, they just got out of a breakup. Some people are on like their first date, and they end up marrying those people. Like not at our shows yet. But like that, that has happened. That happens all the time. Yeah. We give um, people two hours to forget about their life. Some people mm. have their birthdays. This this one guy. This we once had a show where a whole rugby team came. Oh yeah, like like a team of like fifteen people from rugby. It was some guy's birthday, and they got wasted. They were loaded. The entire <laughs> show was about them, and it was hilarious. But like those people left that show being like. That was like one of the funniest fucking birthdays I've ever had. And it's like, so we we offer this these experiences to people that they carry for the rest of their life. No matter like, you might say, oh, it's just Beijing comedy. You're nobody famous. It doesn't matter. They experience that in that moment and it means something. We're basically human prostitutes. So <laughs> I feel like... that We, we, we provide a service yeah. that people need at the time. When yeah. I would, We when let I'm, them forget <laughs> about their life and we make them laugh for an hour or two. And then they continue about their life. When we I went, are human prostitutes. <laughs> well, that's exactly what you just described, by the way. Well, you may- <laughs> when, when I went to people and I said, hey, we have this opportunity to do something that is just, as I said, totally unheard of. The response was overwhelmingly positive and successful. And like, uh, if I if anybody's listening, really, it's it's. It means so much to me. It's, and the it's people that didn't go fuck yourself. Basically. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, man, if you don't like what we doing, people, go people, fuck yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of here. P- people Damn. who didn't, you know, everybody has their reasons. And I don't want to I don't want to check anybody's wallet. I don't want to open anybody's bank account and say, like, what, what you have, what you don't have. It's totally fine. It's like, if it's not for you, it's not sure, for you. Sure, Um. So, like, there's plenty of people who come to our shows who come to, the, like, just free... The, we need the people to go to our free shows too, right? So we appreciate everybody, and it's just you know this is a little bit of a of a different level, and it's the culmination of like a lot of hard work people have put in here that they're finally going to be able to get recognition that they would have never gotten otherwise. Yeah. Also no. remember, buy my book, We Angry Few. <laughs> he was going to respond to that. Amazon. <laughs> you just fucking <laughs> <laughs> respond. I did it on purpose. I'm sorry to say something. What an asshole. You did this really dark. <laughs> no, no, I think, no, I think it's, no, it's it a wonderful. Dark. It was authentic. No, actually, it was authentic. I, I think it was authentic. really touching. Fucking, fucking depressing, <laughs> though. I think the pandemic's well, yeah. been hard, though, for people, honestly. Oh, and oh. something that we've talked about the past few years is people are looking for community. They're looking for place. Besides dating relationships with we talk about a lot but of course like at the root of it you're looking for connections as humans oh yeah and i think people recognize like you guys are creating a community for people yeah. and something that weekly they can rely on i can show up here or i can go here you go do mm-hmm. lots of different shows it's a it's a community in beijing and in all over china as well that you're providing that people yeah, exactly. can go and rely on whether it's for a date with their friends or even by themselves if they yeah. show up like mm-hmm. i can go and i can sit in the room and not feel alone you we know all, yeah, My, we, we always say a, a, a comedy show is a great opportunity to bring a date yeah. Our our mm. comedy community is much more reliable than my father's relationship with me was. So <laughs> see, 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 see. You set yourself. This is yeah, why I interject. You did that. You did that. <laughs> That's why I interject. <laughs> I see you love the dark humor. I, I, I know you're that wasn't humor. He was being serious. <laughs> I've never met my father, but if you want to meet me, I'm See, available that's... three nights a week. <laughs> my, my goodness. The human prostitution thing. But we're, we're, 
<laughs> we're so happy you guys came along tonight. Yeah, we're though. happy to be here. Thank uh, you we're not leaving when this ends. We're gonna keep drinking. Oh, we've got more wine. We've got more wine. Sorry, dear listeners. We're gonna say goodbye to you now, though. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Date Night China. Ooh, and uh, to learn more about uh, Donny and Kay's uh, mm. comedic adventures, when we publish the article, we'll have the relevant links and and how you can watch the show if you've not been to comedy in uh, Beijing or you've not seen them yet. Yeah. And are you guys on any online platforms you want to share about? Um, I have a website, kgambit.com. You can find me on Instagram at uh, just type in my name, kgambit. Um, and I'm on Amazon. Buy my book, please. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you don't happen to have a book out, do you? I might have a book and a couple of comic books that you might want to read, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, on all platforms, I am Donnie Fan Comedy. Um, and I actually have a really cool series that's out right now. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. It's called 8-Bit Comedy. I have seen it. It's very oh, good. Oh, yeah. I Nathan, actually, Nathan I did. A a, oh, I'm a fan of you both because I've seen the series and I've read your comic. Yeah. So one of the comics. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's. I think it's fantastic. It's yeah. so creative, the 8-Bit uh, uh, comedy. It's very, very good. The style is just, it, it's it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of Final Fantasy tattoos, and my goal was how can I make stand-up comedy look like it's in Final Fantasy? And so yeah, uh, that's what 8-Bit Comedy is. You can find that on my uh, WeChat channels, uh, Donnie Fan Comedy. All platforms are Donnie Fan Comedy, and uh, I also have a website, DonnieFan.com. Uh, both my website and Kay's website were both made by my uh, friend, Sean Redman. Yeah. Uh, so Shout out to Sean. You can see uh, SeanRed.io if you like our website and you're you're looking for somebody to make one. Date Night China needs a new website, my buddy. He'll do it for a good price. Right, mm -hmm. Sean? Right? 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 <laughs> Sean? Hey Sean. He'll <laughs> listen to this. Uh, so yeah, so Donnie Fan Comedy and uh, everything and K Bambit, uh, everything for him. K Bambit. K, K, K Bambit. Just butchered my name like that. <laughs> K Gambit, uh, everything. Um, and uh, I and, we and the, 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 the nude modeling is on an Instagram somewhere, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you guys that name. So that's that. Yep. Yep. Thank you guys. Thank you very awesome. much. Awesome. Thank Excellent. you guys for listening this week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.